0: Good morning, sons and daughters of the Most High God. I hope you're well. I saw one thumbs up. Great. (laughs) rest of you need the message this morning. Oh, two thumbs up. That's great. Awesome. I want to talk about uh, honor this morning. You know, uh, in America, we we honor a lot of things. Uh, One of the things we honor are actors and actresses. I think they get like 23 awards a year seems like that many ceremonies. And, you know, we honor them for saying words that somebody else wrote, for pretending to be somebody that they're not, and being told what to do by somebody that's not even kin to them, right? And so we give them an award for that, right? So we, we honor them, we give them a little statue of something. And <clears throat> we honor athletes who uh, make $20,000 a year to run down the field and catch a football, right, or hit a baseball with a bat or hit a little round white ball into a hole in the ground, right? Uh, we, we honor that. Um, and then, then there the real honor, where we honor those men and women who serve uh, in the Army, who serve in our, the Navy, the Air Force, Marines, and so forth. We, we honor the men and women in blue who protect our streets all the time, and certainly they should be honored. We have a thing called Mother's Day where we honor our mothers and a thing called Father's Day where Father takes Mother out to eat, so we honor Mother again, right? That's <laughs> pretty much how it works. <clears throat> Did I get that right? Um, but there's, there, there's, there's some other things to honor that, it, that the Bible talks about. And I want, I want to talk about honor this morning. And <clears throat> the passage of Scripture that I want to begin with is in Romans chapter 12. Romans chapter 12. Uh, We'll begin with verse 9. Read a couple of verses there. Romans chapter 12, verses 9 through 13. Romans 12, 9 through 13. The Bible says here, it says, Love must be sincere. Hate what is evil, but cling to what is good. I don't know about you, but uh, coming along, I was taught you weren't supposed to hate, right? Oh, Christians aren't supposed to hate. Well, there's your passage right here. You can hate things that are evil. Right? We don't hate people, obviously, but we can hate things that are evil. And if you see something on the news and and, and hate rises up within you about what happened, you need to know you can hate evil. I mean, don't Don't... Don't kick yourself for hating evil. God hates evil also. That's, that's why he's prepared a place called hell. It's because all of evil eventually will live in hell. That, that's, the, that's the justice that we're all promised. When, we, when you look at things in this world and you think that's not fair, that's not right, that's not just, where is God and all this? Just know there's a place reserved for all evil that's ever happened, that ever will happen. There's a place for it. And, and God in his wisdom will judge all of that. And in his time, we will put it all in a place called hell. But we're to hate what's evil. However, we're to cling to what is good. We're to cling to what is good. Be devoted to one another in brotherly love. <clears throat> that's what church is. Okay? That's, that's what church is. That's why we, we have gatherings called churches all across America, all across the world, is, is brotherly love. We, we get together to, <clears throat> to encourage one another, to strengthen one another. So be devoted to one another in brotherly love. Honor one another above yourselves. <clears throat> Never be lacking in zeal, but keep your spiritual fervor serving the Lord. And we'll come back to the honor passage. Never be lacking zeal, but keep your spiritual fervor serving the Lord. You know, it can get, uh, it can get frustrating. It can be tiring serving the Lord and not seeing any results. And... Uh, perhaps you have been praying for someone for years and not seen any results. You've been working on someone's life for a long time, trying to get them involved in church or get them to know Christ, and it just hasn't happened. Uh, The Bible says keep your zeal, regardless of what everybody else around you does. You keep your zeal. If somebody around you doesn't trust in you, uh, doesn't trust in Jesus, doesn't help you, blessed are those who bring a cup of cold water to the pastor while he's battling the allergies this morning. Thank you. You keep your zeal. That's what he's saying. You keep your zeal. Don't let the world steal your zeal. Don't let what's going wrong in your life or what's going wrong in the world steal the zeal that God gave you. But you keep your spiritual fervor, serving the Lord. Be joyful in hope, patient in affliction, faithful in prayer. Share with God's people who are in need and practice... Hospitality. The key verse here is to honor one another above yourselves. There are five things I want to talk about that I think that as Christians we're called to honor. As a matter of fact, <clears throat> I think these five things can be the essence of of any church gathering, any body of believers, any family that's trusting in Jesus Christ. These five things, I think if we do these five things, uh, then we've done all that the law and the prophets and the New Testament and And everything is required of us. So the first one is about honor. Is to honor God. To honor God. Now the way we honor God is through our character. The way we honor God is through our character. So if you take the name of Jesus Christ and you call yourself a Christian. You say, I'm a Christian. Walk down the street, somebody says, are you a Christian? Yes, I'm a Christian. If you've taken God's name, Christian, Christ, if you've taken his name, then you honor God by the character that you exemplify as you go to work, as you post on Facebook or Twitter or Instagram or any other places you present yourself. You honor God through your character. Let me ask you a question Is God a thief? Does God steal? No, he's not. So if you go around stealing, then you've not honored God with your character. Is God a liar? The Bible says God can't lie. It's just impossible for him to lie. And you go around lying, and you call yourself a Christian, then you've not honored God with your character. Does God have hope for you? Does God have hope for you? Yeah, He does. So if you go around without hope for other people, or hope for God, or hope that He's going to come through in situations, then you've not honored God with your character. Is God a generous God? Of course, I just love Jesus Christ, died on the cross. Great generosity, shared all of His all of His blood for us to cover all of our sins. He's a generous God. But if you go around being stingy and greedy. with your family and friends your offerings to God if you whatever whatever greed possesses you at that point then you've not honored God with your character right but if you go about and you're generous to people with your time your energy your thoughts your your service your acts of kindness whatever it is if you're generous then you've honored God with your character now we all know people that their characters in is in deep trouble. Okay. <clears throat> we, we call them politicians. <laughs> <All right. clears throat> Here lately we call them actors and actresses and athletes. It's a lot of people's character that's, that's on display for all the world to see, right? Well, here's the thing. All Christians' character is on, the, is on display for all the world to see even more than politicians or athletes or actors and actresses. People are watching us. People are watching Christians. And they're waiting to call us a hypocrite. Right? That's what they're waiting on. They're waiting to call us a hypocrite. And you know what? We're going to stumble and fall. We're going to make mistakes. We're going to post on Facebook and wish we hadn't. And when we're 90, that post is still going to be on Facebook. Right? Somewhere floating around in a database. We're going to wish we hadn't done that. And that's, that's fine. We're going we're gonna to make mistakes. The point is, what are we doing today to honor God with our character so that the world looks at us and goes, oh, that's what a Christian is supposed to look like. That's what a Christian is supposed to look like. You know, it's when you, it's when the, the person hands you back $5 more. You know, they, they, they made change wrong. This happened to me this past week and they made change wrong and they handed me back and I said, no, I, you don't. this is yours. Oh, it's mine? Are you sure? I said, I'm positive. It's yours. It's not mine. I don't want it. I'm not going to take it. Right? I'm going to wipe my fingerprints off of it. <laughs> it's not mine. <clears throat> and you give that back. That's character. Character is when you stop and roll the window down. When somebody's on the side, of the road, hey, do you need some help? Right? Can I help you? Are you okay? We honor God with our character. <clears throat> Jesus said, <clears throat> Jesus said in John 8, 49, I honor my father. And Jesus honored his father with his character. In Deuteronomy five eleven, the third commandment says, Do not take the Lord thy God's name in vain. And you know, I've, I've told you this before. I think it means that we take on his name and then we don't act like it. I don't think taking his name in vain is a cuss word. I don't think it's G-D, which is what a lot of people think. Certainly we don't need to use that phrase or that word. But I think it's when we say I'm a Christian and we don't act like it. The second thing, we honor God through our character. The second thing is we need to honor ourselves. Now I know this is going to sound narcissistic to begin with, but follow with me on this and you'll see where I'm going with it. We need to honor ourselves. Jesus said to love your neighbors as you love yourself. Which means the prerequisite before you love your neighbor is to love yourself. And I don't know that we honor ourself appropriately. But the way we honor ourself is through renewal. Renewal. In Romans chapter 12 verse 2, the same chapter where it says, Be transformed by the renewing of your mind. So that you can, you can approve what's good and right and perfect will of God in your life but we're transformed by the renewing of our mind renewal begins in the mind Ephesians 4 23 says to be made new by renewing your mind you know you can't help anybody else if you're running on empty if you've ever been on an airplane and they come on what do they say when the oxygen mask comes down what do they say what's our instinct to put on our kids first right but there you are putting your oxygen mask on your, on your five-year-old's face and you get it on there and then you pass out. The five-year-old's not going to know what to do, right? He's going to just start playing with yours, batting it back and forth, right? There you are. You know, suffering from oxygen deprivation. He's playing with the oxygen mask, swinging around. You put it on your face first so that you can have enough oxygen to take care of the kids around you or anybody else around you you're not taking care of yourself, if you're not renewing yourself, there's nothing left to give. So the way we honor ourself is to renew ourselves. You know there's a word that's uh we we often interpret it one way, recreation. Recreation. And recreation can be soccer, it can be football or real football. European football. Right? Uh Recreation. Recreation for some people is, is artwork. Recreation for some people is playing the piano. Recreation for some people is working in their garden or working in the yard. There's many ways that we think in terms of recreation. But change the word slightly and, and say it this way. Recreate. Recreate. Recreate, recreate. We recreate ourselves by renewing ourselves. And there's so many ways to renew ourselves. For some of you... It's a it's a bath with the door locked, with somebody looking after the kids in another room. Am I right? Right. Can I get a witness on that? Yeah. Some of you is just two minutes alone without the kids. Right, you can just really get recharged and renewed for, for that. Some of you is chopping down a tree with a dull axe. <coughs> Workout. Some of us going to the gym. There are a lot of ways that we renew ourselves, but if we're not honoring ourselves, we can't help anybody else. We really can. We renew ourselves even by what we eat and what we drink. I know y'all hear me talk about it, but if, we, if we're loading up on sugar constantly, we're not renewing ourselves, we're only harming ourselves. We're actually destroying ourselves. Get some good fruits and vegetables and some good water, good clean water a lot of ways to renew ourselves, but we begin by renewing our mind. We change the way we're thinking. We talked last week about uh, Philippians chapter 4, verses 4 through 8. We talked about the, taking a plane trip. Do you remember that? The plane trip? Remember the, Anybody here remember the plane trip? P-L-A-N-E-T-R-I-P. Do you remember what those words stand for, those letters stand for? Right? We're supposed to think on things that are praiseworthy, right? right? Lovely, admirable, noble, excellent. Right? Trip, true, right, inspiring, and pure. Those are the things we're supposed to think on. We're supposed to take a plane trip. Think on these things. We renew our mind. The third thing, the third thing we honor is we honor our family through overflow. We honor our family through overflow. So if we're being renewed, if we're recreating ourselves on a regular basis, then we have something to give back. And the way we honor our families through our overflow. Now, the Bible says in Ephesians, children, we're to honor our father and our mother. Matter of fact, it says you'll live long and prosper if you honor your mother and your father. Let me say that again, Dwayne, just for Dwayne. You will live long and prosper if you honor your father and your mother, right? That's what the Bible says. We're to honor. And the way we honor our families through overflow, we we give back. We have something to give back into the process. The Bible says in Matthew 12, 34, which is 1, 2, 3, 4. Matthew 12, 34 is 1, 2, 3, 4. I'm going to say it one more time in French. Matthew 12, 34 is 1, 2, 3, 4. It says this. It says that the mouth speaks from the overflow of the heart. The mouth speaks from the overflow of the heart. So as you are recharging renewing yourself, you can then overflow to your family. But if you let the tank run down to empty, you don't have anything left to give your family. Right? And that's not a condemnation, it's just, it's true. If, if you are totally depleted, so you must honor yourself so you can then overflow to your family. You must take some time off somewhere in your busy schedule, is just if it's five minutes or ten minutes, just to sit and reflect on the Lord or reflect on a flower, but whatever it is for you to renew yourself, you must do that. Or you won't have anything left to give. We're to overflow. Matthew what? 1234. Twelve thirty One, four. How about that? You all memorize the scripture this morning. It says in First Thessalonians three twelve it says, May God cause you to increase And overflow with love to others. Hmm? We're supposed to overflow. As a matter of fact, in 2 Corinthians 9, 8, God says he's able to make all grace overflow to you and abound to others. God's able to do that. You know, Jesus was found sometimes going off to a quiet place. Going off to a mountainside to pray, to meditate, to take a nap. We find him napping in the boat in the middle of a storm. He was tired. He needed to energize himself. So we honor our family through overflow. Make sure that you're taking some time for yourself so that you have something left to give (coughs) your family in overflow. Fourth thing, we honor our neighbors through service, through acts of service. We honor our neighbor through acts of service. In Romans 12, we just read that. Honor one another above yourselves. First Timothy 5.3 says, Honor widows who are widows indeed. And then there's that story in Luke chapter 10 of the Good Samaritan. You know, this guy stumbles and falls. He gets beat up by some bad guys, and they steal his stuff. And, and this, the preacher comes along, and the preacher sees him laying on the ground, and he's all beat up and bloodied. And because he's a preacher going to church uh, in Jewish days, you couldn't touch him because if you got some of his blood or sweat on you, you would be unclean for a whole week. You couldn't go to church for a week. Right. And so he walked around the other side and said, I'm not touching that guy, right? And then the then the worship guy walks by, the worship director walks by, right? And he sees the guy laying there and he's going to church too and, and he says, Well, I can't touch him because then I can't go to church and, and leave music. So he walks around the guy. And the third guy that comes along is a Samaritan. And the Jewish people hated the Samaritans, right? They didn't they won't have anything to do with them. But the Samaritan walks up and sees the guy all beat up. He bandages him up, cleans him up. Takes him to the, the nearest hotel, puts him in there, and tells the guy that runs the hotel, you take care of him, here's some money for the next few days, and when I come back by, uh, if, if I owe you anything else, i pay that too. I took care of him. Jesus told that story. He said, now, which one's the neighbor? And they had to respond with a good Samaritan. He was the neighbor to him, right? We honor our neighbors, and your neighbor can be anybody. It can be the person next door to you. It can be the person you see at the grocery store. It can be somebody you work with. Neighbor is a general term I'm using here. But we honor neighbors by acts of service. By acts of service. And so if you see your neighbor needs something, step up and help. We're we're to honor. Romans chapter 15 verse 2 says, "Each Each of us should please his neighbor. For their good to build them up. We should be thinking about how to please our neighbor. You can turn over there. 15 verse 2. It says, Each of us should please his neighbor for his good to build him up. For even Christ did not please himself, but it is written, The insults of those insults have fallen on me. In other words, Christ gave us the example that we are to honor our neighbors. We are to build them up. We are to do good to them any chance we get. We honor neighbors through service. And last, the fifth thing, is I think we're to honor creation. We can look outside and see creation. Well, if we look that way, we just see buildings and cars. But if we look out that way, we see creation. And sometimes we see cows out there, right? Right? I don't see any today, but sometimes we'll see them. We're to honor creation. We honor creation through stewardship, through acts of stewardship. We honor creation through stewardship. Romans chapter 8, verses 18 through 21. It, Paul tells us that all of creation is waiting on the sons and daughters of God to appear, to show up. Matter of fact, it says that all of creation groans and waits in travail, waiting, waiting for us to show up. But why is creation waiting for us to show up? Because it needs us. We were designed. We were designed from the very beginning. That is our original design from the very beginning to take care of creation. We're to, we're to pick up that piece of trash, right? And we're to not throw that piece of trash down. We're to, we're to recycle plastic if we can, right? Plant some flowers if that's your thing. Put, a, put some flowers in the yard or a fruit tree or a big old oak tree if that's your. We're to honor creation in any way that we can. In Genesis 1, chapter, uh, verses 26 through 28, God gives Adam and Eve the command. He said, fill the earth. And subdue it. And then in chapter 2 verse 15 he says. Now take care of it. Now take care of it. We are stewards. Of creation. We are stewards of creation. You know the animal kingdom. They're not stewards of creation. They don't. They don't add to creation. Right. They, they eat. They sleep. They hibernate. Right. They don't add to creation. It's only humans that are given the assignment to take care of the earth. You're to take care of your front yard and your backyard. Let's just just put it down where it's real simple. Take care of your front yard and your backyard. Make sure it looks nice, right? Cut the grass. Weed eat. You know what I'm saying? Remember, the world is watching Christians, and they're watching our character, and they're watching what we're doing with creation. And if we're out here destroying it, then we've got problems. I know you've seen the articles the last couple of years about this giant floating island of plastic. There are six of them in the, in the oceans. There's one in the Indian Ocean, there's a couple in the Pacific, one in the Atlantic and so forth. they are just giant masses like the size of, of New Jersey or, or Pennsylvania. I mean, they are huge masses of plastic. A lot of it is fishing equipment, plastic nets and things like that that have been discarded or broken off. And they, it winds up being the circular motion out in the ocean that it collects there. And uh, somebody's invented this neat little thing. It's, uh, it's, it's, uh, it's hard to describe, but it, it, you put it in the water and it supposedly goes and sucks all that stuff up. And then every now and then they're going to come empty it out like a, like a garbage container and haul the stuff off. That stuff was put there by man. There's no animal that did that. There's no animal that said, oh, I'm tired of this fishing net. I just think I'll chunk it. Some human did that. We honor creation with our stewardship. So I want to challenge all of us to honor creation and be good stewards of it. It says in Psalm 115, 16, the heavens belong to the Lord, but the earth has been given to men. The heavens Belong to the Lord. But earth has been given to men. Psalm 115. 16. Now if you look at. Those five things. Character. Renewal. Overflow. Service. And stewardship. What does that spell? That was very quick. Yeah? <laughs> We're to take up our cross Right? We're to take up our cross. And so there are three things that motivate us to take up our cross. One is humility. Before you can honor anyone, you must humble yourself. Before you can honor anyone, you must humble yourself and say, I should honor them. I should honor them. They're, they're constantly giving back. And that's, that's my teacher in the school system. They're constantly giving back. I should honor them. Students, if you're listening, you need to honor your teachers and your administrators in your school. You need to walk up to them and say, thank you for what you do. That's all you've got to say. You will make a teacher's day just by saying, thank you for what you do. It's amazing. But you have to humble yourself to do that. There has to be some humility to realize, oh, those people really are giving back to me. You know, one of the hardest things for a child or a teenager to understand is how much the parent is actually giving back. It's just, it's just hard, to, it's hard to comprehend that. But I'm telling you students if you're listening to me right now, you need to tell your mom and dad how much you love them, how much you appreciate them how thankful you are at all they're doing for you the things you don't even know about the stuff behind the scenes that you'll learn about when you're a parent one day it takes humility to do that dad thank you for being who you are mom thank you for being who you are those are great things to say to your parents every day right? just thank you for what you do. That takes humility. The second thing is intentionality. Intentionality. You've got to want to honor someone. You've got to want to honor creation. You've got to want to honor your neighbors. There's got to be some intentionality about what you're doing. You've got to want to do that. You've got to wake up every day and say, who can I honor? How can I honor them? Some intentionality. And the third thing, there's got to be some passion to it. it has got to be some passion to it. You see, it's, it's hip to honor people. But you've got to have some passion. I really want to honor that person. I can't wait to get to school to tell my teacher, thank you for what you do. there got to be some passion in that. I can't wait to, you know, to get, see that person and tell them how much I appreciate what they've done in my life, a parent or a grandparent. There needs to be some passion about honoring people. So this morning, I want to challenge us to honor God through our character. <coughs> challenge us to honor ourselves by renewing ourselves, by recreating ourselves, finding some time to refresh ourselves and, and, and fill ourselves back up and to honor our families through that overflow that we find from filling ourselves up, to honor our neighbor through acts of service, <coughs> and to honor creation by being good stewards of it. It's been given to men, the steward. Let's pray. Father, thank you for <coughs> all that you've given us. Father, we honor you this morning by saying, here we are, we honor you, Father, we sing a song of praise to you, We, we pray to you, we honor you with our words, we honor you with our actions, we honor you with our thoughts, and we honor you with our character. So, Father, receive our praise, may it bring glory to you. Jesus, we honor you for your sacrifice on the cross, your your death for our sins, the resurrection that brings us life everlasting. The life that you live in us that gives us that humility and that intentionality and that passion. We cry out for more, Jesus, more of that in our lives. And Holy Spirit, we honor you by saying thank you for being so brilliant. Thank you for being at work in our lives. Thank you for guiding us and teaching us and directing us come now Holy Spirit have your way with us do in us what we cannot do in ourselves this morning that it might bring glory to the Father Son and the Spirit in whose name we pray